Hello everyone, it's your host Teresa. My guest on this episode of the podcast is actor and writer Kyle Harris. He dishes on his experience while working on set and what led him to writing his very first book. Let's get into it. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I love it. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were traveling from long and far all the way from New York City to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. The Big Apple. From the Big Apple. Because <laughs> you live, like you used to live in I did. I lived city. in Hell's Kitchen for two years and then I moved to Uptown for two years. Uptown, girl. Uptown. I didn't like Uptown. <laughs> Why? There's no culture. There's no And everything culture. closed at 10. So oh. there's never anything anything to do. Isn't that the best part of, like, I feel the best part of living in New York is being able to walk to the corner bodega yes. and, and get in a turkey sandwich at 12 o'clock at night. Yes, any time of the day. So any time of the day. If you're not near a place where you can walk to your deli at 12 o'clock at night, you need to move. You know, you need to move. Like, <laughs> I'm a drinker. I can't handle this neighborhood. You can't handle me, is what I mean. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. I'm out. So you ended up moving to... Brooklyn. Brooklyn, which is yes. so much closer to me. I love Brooklyn. So now we're just going to do podcasts all the time, guys. Yes, I love it. I love Brooklyn. I moved out here in May with my roommate. We found this beautiful... It's two stories and we have a private backyard. So fancy. It's massive. I never want to move or leave ever until I can afford like a big, big townhouse yeah. or a single family dwelling. Ooh. Like eight stories, just like a mansion. Do you want to just live in like a condo or do you have dreams of living in like a home with a backyard and horses? Oh, no animals. <laughs> That's a lot of work. No. I love animals. Mm-hmm. Just like ugh, I can barely take care of myself. I don't need to be responsible for other things. But I don't know. I always thought I was so condo. So, like, high rise, you know, a light bulb goes out. You call the maintenance man to come replace it so I don't have to lift a finger. But now, in my, like, life and where things are going and whatnot, the neighborhood I live in now, there are so many homes that are honestly, like, massive. Mm -hmm. Huge private homes with yards, everything. They're just yeah. so big. And, and I'm like, yeah, I want one. And also like pool, like a swimming pool. Well, that's and... a lot of work. I'd rather have a friend who has a pool so they take care of it and I just come use it. <laughs> well, they have like a pool maintenance guy. I don't want to pay for that. I just want to reap the benefits of someone else. Gotcha. It's like a yacht. I don't need to have a yacht ever. But, but I want a friend who has one so they can take me out on it. I don't have to pay that bill of gassing it up, cleaning it. Staff, I just want to show up and say hi. Yeah, and just like enjoy it. I'll bring a case of wine. <laughs> Here we go. Let's set sail, dude. Deal, deal. <laughs> it, it's funny you say that though, 
like wanting to like live in a building or a condo because you grew up in Kansas. Kansas, okay. Kansas City, baby, on the Kansas side. Yes. Always, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, 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 oh. I always love when people know that it's two states: Kansas City, Kansas, and Missouri. And well, growing up in the suburbs of Kansas, it was fun. It was what it was. I didn't know anything different. It just you know. A lot of the same. Yeah. Everyone has had a um, suburban, perfectly manicured, spray-painted green lawns, sprinkler systems, pure suburban lifestyle. Yeah. Absolute suburb. Did you like that, or...? Not for me. Growing up, it was fine. Yeah. But me, that's not my, that's not my style. That's not your cup of tea. I like a little dirt. <laughs> I like a little trash around my, you know, I like a little edge. So you moved to the, the dirtiest city. <laughs> I moved to the dirtiest city in this country. I love it. So, I love New York. I love I it. I love it. Do you often get the cliche of like, there's no place like home? All the time. No like All the home. time. Everyone, oh, how's Toto? How's Dorothy? You know, I don't know. I don't. I didn't know them. So. <laughs> I do have to say though, that is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I mean it's. An absolute classic. It is. Uh, It's like you have to watch it. You have to. I I mean, like, you have to watch it like 50 million times. In your lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, when did I watch it again? It was recent. Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving that just happened? The Thanksgiving that just passed. And I was just like, oh my God, like, this movie is never going to get old. No, it doesn't. I love it. And I saw Wicked on Broadway. Amazing. I saw it. My first, I've only seen two Broadway shows. So I moved here four and a half years ago. Yeah. First one I saw, my friend came in town from Kansas City, Brittany. She treated me to The Lion King. Gorgeous. Didn't care for it. Too many children. Okay. They need an adult hour to where nobody talks during, it's a Broadway performance. Okay. Don't leave your two-year-old at home. They're not going to remember what The Lion King is. But that was great. Yeah. So then one night, my friend Jackie, when I lived in House Kitchen, my friend Jackie and I, who lives in Chicago, she and I were wasted walking. We used to have like 4 a.m. Tuesday nights, just like randomly, like going to, you know, we had to work the next day. We were idiots. Yeah. But loved it. Somewhere south of Times Square, then we're walking back to my apartment in Hell's Kitchen, walking through Times Square and took a break on those red stairs. Yeah. Started talking to this woman who was from Florida, and they, she was there with all these high schoolers, and they were there for a Broadway something, I don't know, something. I was drunk. <laughs> and she offered me a ticket because one of the students, her parents were like, you know, it's scary, big city, but you can't go. So she goes, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go see Wicked with us? Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. yeah. So the next day I met them and saw it. The show with all these high schoolers from Florida. It was amazing. They were all fighting over it to sit next to me because I was a random stranger from the street. From New York. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk idiot on the stairs. And Wicked was amazing. Oh I God. want to see it again. I will go see it with you again. Because <laughs> I, I loved it so much where I'm from New York. Mm-hmm. So... For me, it's like, okay, you get to... Broadway is, like, literally right down the block from my job. So, I'm in the midst of it all the time. Getting to see a play, like, sure, get online, just go see it. 
but there is something about like going going to a place in New York City and then getting like a souvenir when you live in New yes. York City. It's like, like, what do you do with your life? We can't help it. You're like, I just, I did go. I went. Exactly. And for Wicked, they had um the poster with all the signatures. <sighs> And I wanted it. So I got so it. So you got it. So I got it. I'm like, I don't care. I'm from New York, but I really want this. This is memorable. It, it was phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. I, I loved it. And prior to that, I've seen Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I love to see it. amazing. I think now they're in China. Oh, well. Okay. Chinatown. <laughs> Because that's where I can I, I can afford to go there <laughs> at this time in my life. Now I really want to see Frozen with no children. I want an adult audience only show. Yeah. And I want to see Mean Girls. I want to see Mean Girls too. American classic. That mean Girls. I want to see The Bronze Tale. The Bronze Tale. I would yeah. see anything if someone took me and yeah. paid for it. Just like... I'm like, thank you. Do you hear that, guys? If you want to spend an evening with Kyle Harris, just <laughs> take him to a Broadway play. <laughs> he will go with you. <laughs> I'll take you to a happy hour afterwards. <laughs> it's perfect. Tea Time with Tea just became a social gathering. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So... Actually, going back to Kansas, mm -hmm. what made you want to move to New York? What was calling your name? I didn't. Oh. I had no idea to move here. I didn't care. I had never even been to New York before moving here. Have you traveled prior to New York? I mean, not far from Kansas City. We grew up with, like, you know, a lake house, so that was always our family vacation home. And... I had been to Chicago, but not much. It was yeah. just like, you know, easy, basic living, you know, simple life. Yeah, the simple life. The simple life. Yeah. And when I got the opportunity from a job to move here, Ooh. I was the brand ambassador for a perfume company. Nice. And the store I was working at was closing, and I worked for the company, not the store, so... The opportunity to move to New York with the company, with pay, everything was like, okay, I'll do it. Let's do it. And I know I had a dream. I was like, I want to be a star. Yeah. So I just took it. I was, I'm a big person who like, if a door opens, I'm going to walk through it. Yeah. Every time. Big on opportunity. Just love it all. You could get kidnapped that way. I mean, no, depending on what doors you're... I'm six foot five. True. You, gotta, you, True. you better have a big van to take my ass in it with a bag over my head. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you moved to New York City to become a... To take the job opportunity yeah. of becoming a brand ambassador for a perfume company. Exactly what does a brand ambassador do? You're basically... A rep. You are the in-person face to the public, in my opinion, right. of the brand that you're representing. Right. You know, you, you, the guidelines, everything. And I've done it for a couple companies now. But you have to be presentable, knowledge about what the product is. And, you know, people 
questions, everything. You just are the brand, be the brand. You are the brand. The brand, yeah. yeah that's where the paycheck is coming from. So yeah. <laughs> if they say drop, you ask how I. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting enough that you moved to New York for that position. Mm-hmm. But then I was fortunate enough to meet you on set for... The show was younger with younger, Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff! And we were filming in the Hamptons. Yes. Which was so nice. And I don't think I told you that day, but Hilary Duff is my idol. I love You did tell me that. Did Everyone, I? Or a few people were like, oh my gosh, Hilary Duff is here. She's, she's, ah. And I was like, yeah, she's fine. I've worked with her before. <laughs> but that day, that. Was it for one day or a couple days? That was... Uh, I think I was there for two days. Yeah, I was only there for the one day, but I think, like, you guys did maybe a three-day shoot. It was insane. They, like, to put you paid. guys up in, like, a hotel. Yeah. To be paid to be on the beach at Gurney's in Montauk. Shout out to Gurney's. Mm-hmm. Beautiful resort. If you're out in Montauk, go. That's, Just like, go. the scene and be seen. The crowd you yeah. want to be involved in. I've been back once, and I'm just like, everyone, this is where Hillary Duff, Hillary Duff stood here. Right at this very Yes. Spot. I just remember being like, there was one scene, and she's like giving a speech, and I was like this close to her. Oh, we're on a podcast. You guys can't see how far. <laughs> I can see. But I was really close to her, and in my head, I'm like, oh my God, this is my idol. I went to a Hillary Duff concert when I was younger. Yes, let the rain fall down. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I, I need to I need to tell her. I need to tell her. Did like, you tell her? I did not. I was just like, no, I'm going to be a professional because this is going to be my career one day and I don't want to look like an idiot. I'm so. just going to sit next to her and say, hi. Good job, girl. <laughs> Me too. High five. <laughs> See you on set tomorrow. <laughs> What's your call time, girl? Hair and makeup at eight. I'll be I love hair and makeup. That is my favorite thing. I like it more than acting. Really? I'm going to be honest. I like being pampered like a little bitch. I love hair and makeup. Sit me in a chair, massage my head, I'll fall asleep. And I put, put like all the stuff on my face. Everything needs to be touched up, but I just want to feel the brush on my face. <laughs> I just want to feel that squirrel tail like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like this is perfect. Brush it, stroke it, upwards, up, uh, uh. And it's funny, like, um, getting hair and makeup done as an extra. So, sometimes, like, background, background extra, background extras. Sometimes background actors, <laughs> they get really into it, and they're just like, yes, now I am the star of the show. I can't. I know. With that shit. I know. I cannot. I'm like, girl, you are here are the same peg red as all of us. Yeah. Sit down and eat your crackers and shut up. I can't. Once I was working on um, a movie, this one extra was walking around with a robe on and like slippers, and I was like, girl... What are you doing? Everyone wants to throw things at you right now because you're an idiot. Do you? Respect it. Love you. Be you. Yeah. But this is not glamorous. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. (laughs) We are in freezing temperatures in a hallway. Get it together. (laughs) Get it together. But do you? Be you? Love it. For sure. I, I, 
I guess it's like whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. But I mean, like for me personally, I don't want to be a background extra for the rest of my life. No. I, I want a little more than that. And going back to how how did you even get into acting? I well, when I was living in Hell's Kitchen, my rent was so high for a two bedroom at Fifty Second and Ninth Avenue. Two bedroom. I lived with my roommate Katie, and I had to make extra money. So I don't know how I came upon it. Really, I don't. I kind of like fell into doing it, and then I started doing it for extra money, and then I just fell in love with being on set and yeah. cameras and lights and hair and makeup. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, I think I want to pursue this a little bit more. Like, see what it has to offer. Like, in Kansas, you're not exposed to film and TV yeah. things. Unless you're like a newspaper. I don't know. News. news reporter. I can't do that. Reporting on Channel 5 News. Reporting on Channel 5 News. But I just fell into it. I've had some great experiences doing it. The people I've met and whatnot. And yeah. people I've kept in contact with from background acting. Okay. And... <laughs> The experiences I've had, like, with the principal actors. Yeah. Like, uh, twice on set, I've been mistaken as a principal actor. And I've been escorted to, like, private rooms. Ooh. Just by chance. I don't know how it happened. I don't know. Me. But once on Younger, the someone from Crafts Services grabbed my hand and goes, No, you don't use this bathroom. And took me to Hillary Jeff's trailer. And I was like, shit, I don't know if it's her trailer officially, but I, yeah. in my head it was. And I was like, I can't go in. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm an extra, dude. I'm sorry. And then it happened again on The Greatest Showman. I was taken, I walked out of, out of the bathroom into a production assistant. And he just goes, thank God you're here. Oh my God. Come with me. Everyone's looking for you. I was like, what? There's like... 400 background extra actors here today. Yeah. Why? Why me? How do you notice me? First of all, we all look the same. And um, now he escorted me to Zac Efron's holding room inside of the band theater in downtown Brooklyn. Yeah. Opened the door and they're just like, hi. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm a background. I don't know why. I just can't do this. But thank you for this opportunity and made my day. Thank you so much. What did they say? He was like, oh, okay, okay, just go back to your seat then. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to walk so slowly back to my seat and text everyone I know. That is so crazy. Well, not only, like, so from being a background actor, you also got, like, reoccurring, like, background roles. Yes, multiples. Um, On The Deuce, The Greatest Showman. And Bull, yeah, a couple TV shows and movies, whatnot. Yeah, I don't know how or why, because, you know, they only like to use you once. Yeah. And I'm not easy. From what I know, I'm very, I stick out. I'm tall and blonde. Yes. So I'm easy to pick out in a crowd. So it's kind of like, every time I was being called back, I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Like, I'll do it, but thank why? Thank you. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Like, The Greatest Showman, I got my first SAG waiver. Yeah. It was the last night of filming. They served us, like, lobster and, like, scallops and shrimp and everything. I was like, no, thank you so, so much. Fancy. And then 
I ended up, it was an overnight until like 4 or 5 a.m. And I was there with two other good friends who I met doing background acting. And I was like delusional to a point of singing Katy Perry firework so loud on set. We were filming some of that in Washington Heights. Yeah. And we're like action, do our walk across the concourse of this big brick cathedral building. And cut, reset, I'm walking back and I start belting, Baby, you're a firework! Hugh Jackman chimes in and sings it with me. Oh my god! That was amazing. I was like, I remember me, Hugh, when we are friends. That is insane. <laughs> Everyone heard it. Everyone. It was amazing. It was just like a little moment yeah. where I was like, oh my god, help me. <laughs> this is amazing. That is so crazy. <sighs> and then... Another uh, stupid moment. I was on set for Ocean's 8 doing background work. I wasn't being used at all. I was placed on set. It was a fashion show scene. Mm -hmm. And Sandra Bullock was near me. Love her, by the way. Idol also. Standy B. Love her. But they had elite background. And I was like, what is that? And why am I not a part of it? I don't get it. They were in a different holding cell. Or holding cell. Like, we're a prison. It, but, well, actually, Sometimes. doing background work is basically bringing in prison. Sometimes, yeah. Um, but we all went to set, and then they called out these background elites. And Ocean's A, you know, have you seen the movie? No. I, I saw it for the first time when I was just down in Miami. We watched it, and there's a lot of cameos from a lot of, like, actual big names who are just playing themselves. Right. So out walks Nikki Hilton and a couple mm -hmm. of other like, uh, you know, show, socialite billionaire people. And my jaw dropped. I'm a sucker for a Hilton sister. Oh, oh I love Paris and Nikki Hilton. Even in my book, Nikki Hilton has her own chapter. I cannot wait to talk to you about your Yes. Show. So. We'll get to that soon. Nikki Hilton walks out. I turn to Sandra Bullock and go, oh my god, Nikki Hilton is here. And then I heard what I said to Sandra Bullock. Like, what the fuck? You're speaking to this great American actress about a socialite who's famous for being rich. I love them both. I can't help it. There was so much queendom going on. Nikki, Sandra, Kate Blanchett was there. Oh, um, Helen Bottom Carter was there. And all, they had all these um, supermodels. Like, not, maybe not, I don't know. I don't know. I, models, I don't know the levels of different, like, you know, novice, inter intermediate, beginner. Yeah. I don't know these levels of supermodeling. Yeah. But they had all these international models from all over the world. And I was talking to a few of them. And they're just like the coolest girls I've ever met. They're just chain smoking cigarettes on set <laughs> inside. There was just so much going on in this one scene. And it took 14 hours. To shoot. Yeah. Long day. But I was just overwhelmed. I was like, oh my god, everything. I'm, I'm going to explode. Did, did Sandra, like, turn to you? Like, she turned away just, like, smirking. I was like, oh, shut up, Kyle. You idiot. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe you. But also, Sandy. <laughs> Nikki Hilton's here. <laughs> Nikki! I'm, like, waving to her. Amazing. <laughs> but those have been the two most... 
amazing times on set. Like once I was cast, it's also in the book too, so I don't want to reveal too much, but I was not cast. I was like, I'll use the word hired as a background actor, but I became a staple character. Yeah. And had the show been picked up, I would have been on the show. Eventually, maybe I could like woo the writers for words, whatnot. Yeah. But I was a predominant character in the pilot. So from from doing like background and having like those crazy cool encounters, did it ever like? Did you ever say to yourself like, "Damn, I should be doing the real thing. I should be doing this." Every time, I'm yeah. like, "Ugh." You can sit there and just like say this over and over and over again. And mess up and just redo it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had no acting experience. Yeah. I didn't go to a full college for four years. Yeah. So, I got that itch. I was like, how do I speak on TV? How do I, how do I get to this part? How do I, you know, what do I have to do to get there? How have all these other people done it? Even though I truly believe everyone has their own path. No matter what it is, everything happens for a reason. I've been one with doing background acting. And I was also um, hired to do... I've done a commercial for Sony as Bigfoot. But every single thing that happens to me... Nikki Hilton, Sandra Bullock... I cherish that moment and I take it in because not every... Like every day, you know... You're just like, it's amazing. Yeah. Just just like, enjoy the journey, soak it in, embrace it. Yeah. Embrace your journey, your time, you know, comparing yourself to others. I just can't do it. But, I, you know, I look at, you know, Blake Lively. I'm like, oh, I, love I should have been Serena Vandewood's son. <laughs> but I'm like, girl, that was you. Yeah. I'll have my own journey. But it's just enjoying it. Is that a path that you see yourself still going on? Like, okay, now that you got that taste for being around, like, these amazing figures and being on set and knowing fully, okay, this is what it's like and my days are going to be 14-hour long days and sometimes even longer. I mean, well, once you're getting that paycheck. (laughs) But it's truly, it's not about the money, but it's like... I feel like if you love doing it, it's never ever going to feel like work. Like someone famous once said that, and I don't know the exact quote, sorry. But it's so true. Like showing up to work on set and whatnot, even doing brand ambassador work, it doesn't feel like it's work, but I don't, it's working with people. And I do have an acting agent. I was, you know, doing all these background jobs and whatnot. And I started to take some classes, and I couldn't afford all the classes, so I started to buy... They're very pricey. Yes! And I'm like, well, shit, I can't afford this. Yeah. So I started to to just buy books, and just reading acting books from the drama bookshop in Times Square. Yes. And almost every single one of them at the end was always like, observe what your peers are doing, and do the exact opposite. Hmm. And that's when I was like... And nobody else I knew was going after an agent. Everyone just wanted to join the union. And I'm like, yeah, you want to pay $3,000? No, I don't. Just to join SAG. Just to join. All you do is get a perk and what... It's just not... I don't don't know. My own journey was like, no, I want to 
get an agent. Can I do this? Like, watch me. I will. Yeah. And I did. How did you go about getting an agent? Hustling. 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 Putting my leg out in the corner. That, that is whistling city for and you looking now. like a hoe, honey. I did what I could, whatever I could to do that. And it was a lot of work. It took months and months and months of just emailing and everything. Just like, it, it was honestly hustling, this town. I think for anyone who, who sometimes looks at actors and say, like, it's not hard. Like, oh, it's easy. Like, however they got there. Like, sometimes things look easy and it's like, no, it's not. There's a lot of, like, yeah. no pun intended, a lot of background work that goes into getting yes. an agent, getting, like, your face out there, getting the fact to be, like, a reoccurring, a lot of like, reoccurring extra. Like, if you weren't going on set and applying yourself every single day, they wouldn't have noticed. No. Yeah. Or maybe they would have because you're very, like... Tall. You're very tall. <laughs> That's all it is. And sometimes loud. <laughs> Which, it helps me a little loud. You know, you yeah, know. A little out there. But I know um, the drama, the drama bookstore is an amazing source for new actors and they have, like, great materials. They Oh, yeah, and the people there are so helpful. Very, like, if you're an actor, you don't know yeah. what the hell you're doing, go to the Broad Drama Bookshop, they, monologues, everything. They exactly. Got. They don't judge. They don't judge. They're there to help. Yes. I had a question for you, and then I forgot it. Oh! Uh, do you idolize anyone? Oh, uh, yes. I'm a sucker for a blonde. I love Paris Hilton. I do. Yeah. I, I can't, I've learned to own it. I just have to own it because so many people don't, you know, America, and they put her on a, they don't like her. Yeah. I'll just come out and say it. I love Paris Hilton because at a young age, watching The Simple Life when it was on, I think I was 13, 14, 15, somewhere around that age, like, you know, the worst age to be ever in your life. Yeah puberty and going through things, everyone's an asshole, you know, you're finding out your sexuality, what, everything. And it's a tough age. Tough age, never want to do it again, and ugh, piss on it. <laughs> so, watching Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie in that show just gave me the biggest boof of, boo, <laughs> boost of confidence. Boost of confidence. Ever. To just, like, Never change. Be who you are. Have a good time. And don't ever take anything too seriously. Just own it. It was... That, for me, at that time in my life, was just amazing to watch. And I took that and I ran with it. <laughs> and I've lived it every single day since that. I love it. And then also, my book, dedicated to my parents and Chelsea Handler. Ooh. I love... Chelsea Handler. I do like her. Uh, she is very, very smart. Just a, very a funny. wonderful comedian. Amazing at what she does. And any comedian, and, and just to get up and do any of those performances. I go on benders of watching them on Netflix, whatnot. Yeah. Anybody. It's just so encouraging to me. I would like to do it and have some balls to do it. Okay. Because I think well, acting is, you know, if it comes, it comes. Right. I don't think it's what I care to pursue anymore. Okay. More of the TV personality and host, okay. I'm more into because I'm better at being myself. Okay. So it's just 
I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. Uh, you know, a drawer opens. I'm going to run through it. Do you think that you learned that through the course of your acting journey? Like, okay, I've done this, but this isn't for me. But I realized that, hey, I'm actually really good at this other thing. It would, one drawer opened and that opened another drawer. Love and it. to where it's like, I'm being on set and seeing these people. One of my good friends who I met on set, Robbie. Do you know Robbie Dima? I don't. He's like a hustler, true hustler, who's going to make it. I, I see that passion in him. I see it within him for the acting art. And I just don't come equipped with that art. Again, I prefer being in hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... So it's just like yeah. seeing that has made me realize how much I don't want to... It's, not want. That's the wrong word to use. It's just like, if it comes, it comes. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if everything goes the way I want it to go, I will be cast as myself. Yeah. To be in a role. Which I don't hate. Put me in a box. That's fine. Because mm-hmm. I have other things going on. But I truly... It made me honor and like... Respect to have that... It. Respect that talent of like... Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. See all these people who are just like killing it. I love it. I love that. I love that like you're able to kind of take yourself out of the scene. And kind of look at like... Okay. They're doing their thing. Let me do mine. Yeah. Love just like that. stand back and love it. Oh, and which which leads perfectly into your book. The book. So from like everything that we're talking about, <gasps> a little bit, it sounds like you have a lot of like your acting experience in it. Yes. So tell tell me about your book. The book. Oh my god. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I can't believe it's. I wrote a book. It's 260 pages, 73,000 words. I can't believe I actually did it in less than a year. That's amazing. Have it written, everything edited, first on edits. It's off to the editor, a professional editor. Yeah. But I want to say like 15 years ago. No, that's a lie. I'm not that old. You are not that old. Uh, maybe when I, when I was like 20, 21, 22, 23... I had this whole idea. I was probably drunk. And I was like, I want to write a book. So I started to just dot down ideas, everything. And I was inspired by Chelsea Handler. Okay. Her books. Amazing. They're so funny. Yeah. Just good comedic writing. She is what inspired this book. It's just like, it's a good, genuine, it's a fun comedic writing. It's like, a, it's just a good light read. Love it. I love a good... Light, easy read. Yes, we are not Lord of the Rings over here. Yes. I can't even spell half of the words in those books. So, the book, it's called Life Without a Range Rover. And it's a memoir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, when I was began writing it, I was on my... It's back in February of last year, I was on my way back from Boca Raton, Florida. And I had just been in Ireland and London and... I had kind of caught feelings for someone and then kind of like sucked. So. You're lost. You're lost, not mm-hmm. mine. That's how I go into auditions. I'm like, if you don't choose me, you're lost, not mine, baby girl. You gotta look at it like that. Yes. Yeah. Always a glass half full. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know why in my head, my I just started writing. I was like, I, I do well with heartbreak. I always come out on the top and make sure that you will regret <laughs> yourself and your decisions while I'm running shit, bitch. Like um, Taylor Swift 2.0? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm my own, but she's great too. I like her. <laughs> I do like I just, I did do, um, I watched her concert on Netflix, like, four or five times in, like, three days. I saw, like, it recently came out, right? Yeah. yeah There's something about that. it, just, like, watching it in that mindset. Yeah. It's not, um, you know, Taylor is amazing. Her songs are catchy. Yeah. But she kills it. Yeah. She, watching this, and it's, I'm more in awe of how she can sell out stadiums across the world with thousands and thousands and thousands of screaming people there to see her. That to me is so... Amazing. Oh my God. Like how I, I dream of that. Doing what? I don't know. I'm not a pop star. But yeah. I will do something. Yeah. It just amazes me to control and... That amazes me. It's amazing. I... I agree. So, like, with podcasting or acting or anything that you do, I don't know if the end goal is to have that. Yeah. But it's definitely the cherry on top of the cake if it comes. Yes. Yeah. That's how <laughs> I look It could be it. your end game. End game. <laughs> ah, look at that. I didn't even, like... I know. But it, I, that's not, like, I don't know where the, my goal is going or what anything is. I just, I would like to have my bills paid for, but well, as we all yes, do, we, that's like, paid for by a career I yeah. love doing and having. Yeah, that right now is just being worked out. But this book, I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm throwing all my eggs in one basket that it just does well. And I don't know, I'm not a star, so I just don't know yet. I just don't know exactly. I was just like. How it's gonna get off the ground or anything, and I've researched on how to submit to book agents, and it's not di- it's not easy. Yeah. It's a very difficult task. So is I'm it not... almost like looking for an yes, an but it's more agent? difficult because I'm not a star. Yeah. So I don't have a name yet. So it's kind of like who's gonna pick up this book? I'm just hope yeah. it does well. I read a book over the summer. It was by Kat Marnell. She, wonderful book, a nice, easy, light read. My book is kind of on the same wavelength as hers. Right. You know, she has a pill-popping problem and addiction, socialite. She worked for Common Mass, everything. It was a, a good read. It was fun, fun. Yeah. So, at the end of her book, she talks about how she kind of went about having her editors and everything. So, I'm kind of like following her lead and her guidance in a way because she did it and I'm like well if you could do it I can do it too and hopefully she hit the bestseller list I would love to hit the bestseller list I would cry I would I don't know if they give you a plaque or like an Emmy or something like that I think you do get like a little plaque uh, it better be big as hell honey and and a little plaque I have big ceilings and high walls a big plaque. <laughs> I need the biggest plaque, mirrored, framed, everything in my home. I would cry and I would, ah, uh, that's what I want. So it's like, just now it needs, the, my editor will have it for a month. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then it comes back to me, and then we'll see what happens. But and you do like the final read. And yeah. Everything like which that. I'm so sick of reading it myself. Yeah. Oh God, it's like my own art. It's my it's my my baby. Yeah. But I don't want to see it every day. I can relate <laughs> slightly to that, just because again, going back to like podcasting, I when I'm doing the edit, I'm. Like, I have to listen to it, like, four, mm-hmm. three to four Hearing times. Hearing yourself and... Yeah. And sometimes, like, I love my guests and a lot well, of I hope time, so. Yeah, that, that <laughs> definitely helps. Like, if I didn't like someone, I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to listen to this again. <laughs> I'm going to give you a food so you don't talk. <laughs> exactly. But, but I, like, you know, that's, like, the struggle of it because we're also our biggest critics. So it's kind of like... Oh my god, like, how does this sound? And, like, what would people think about it? And what has helped me is just, again, getting out of my own head, having fun with it, and putting it out there. Like, if you like what we have to say, great. If you don't, sorry. If you can relate in some way. Don't be sorry. If they don't like it, they don't like it. Be yourself. I don't apologize for anything unless you actually need to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's just, like, just... Getting out of your own head and being comfortable yeah. in what you do and loving love yourself one hundred percent. Like RuPaul says, love yourself inside and out. You can't love nobody else unless you love you. It is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. I always tell people who not like not random people. <laughs> Imagine like I go around just telling people. <laughs> I tell close friends and people that I'm like friendly with if they're like getting into a relationship with someone else, you have to I, I say this, love yourself 90% of yourself. because And then the other 10, it's open for for someone else to love you mm-hmm. and to receive that and learn from it and grow as like a yes, couple. Yes, I love that. Right? I love it. Because if, like, if you don't love yourself, like how can you give yourself to someone else? I know. So. I don't know. I've been single for 29 years, so <laughs> I've had my heart broken That's twice. So hard to but yeah totally single guys so we are looking at the next bachelor oh take me to a broadway show (laughs) i'm so surprised but i don't know i've just been so ever since i moved to new york relationships have never been my thing i've just never wanted one yeah. Or, I, you know, I just don't know how to act appropriate on normal situations yeah. every day. To, every day. So I just like, no, well, you want to take me out? Oh, God, you want to take me out? I'm a, I, might, I might black out. I, I do get caught up in the drinking part. And yeah. um, bartenders, I love them. But it just has never been a focus. I think my dream and career has always been a focus. And I just have never wanted anyone to get in my way. I love that. And I've never wanted, you know, you see all these horrible celebrity divorces. Not saying I'm going to be a big celebrity. Yeah, but maybe. Probably. We'll see. (laughs) But, you know, I'm never going to quit working hard and see see some of these divorces about people who are get together and then have this horrible breakup once one of them is a big star and then the other one is just crazy, wants billions of dollars and uh, it just seems like a mess. I don't want to deal with. I don't want to clean it up. It's just, yeah. ugh. It seems like a lot of work, which it, I'm not willing to do. It's like, it's a lot of work. And I think a part of it is also um, being a little selfish. 
And that's okay. Yes! Like, Nothing wrong with being a little yeah. selfish. Yeah, like, right now, this is our time. And I have said this on a previous podcast. Like, if you're not doing the things that you love and doing things Then what are you, you doing? Then, exactly. What are you doing with yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, unless unless your, your goals and your life is... In life is to get married, have kids, and make someone else happy for the rest of their lives. That's fine. Yeah. But other than that, like, you need to... Make, you know, it's just like, as an adult, like, I would say I got to this mindset within the past couple years in New York. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a town, and if you can survive, you're strong. If you can't, you can't. You know, it's an eat-or-be-eaten city. Yeah. Nobody messes around here. But I've come to this whole, like, if you're unhappy, well, I don't care. You're an adult. If something, if you don't like your job, if you don't like where you live, if you're, you know, if you're unhappy because you don't make enough money, or any situation that could arise that makes you unhappy, you're the only one who can fix it and change it. Yeah. So figure it out. Don't bore me with your problems. You can vent to me. I'm going to hear yeah, it. I love, nice. you know, but best friends, vent. But at the end of the day, this is your life. Mm-hmm. Make it what you want to make it. Be the best. Do you. Like, own yeah. your own, you know. I'm so 100%. advocate for self-pleasing. Yeah. Is the word I'll use. No, I, I, I love it and I agree with it so much. I do agree with you that you have to, like, take responsibility own it, see what you have to change, and then figure out a way to make it Figure change. it out. Yeah. For yourself. A hundred percent. I'll help you as much as I can, but, yeah. So, what is the writing process like? Discipline. Tell us. Oh my gosh. It was... Okay, so I wrote the second half as the first half. Okay. But I wrote it when I was living uptown in Manhattan... I didn't like my living situation, so... Did you have a crazy roommate? <sighs> By the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wrote... I love it! I wrote the first half living where I live now and being so much happier. So, I hopefully... Well, my editor's going through it and she's... I'm just hoping it's the same voice. Right. Throughout the whole thing, you know, because it was just two different parts of me, living in mental states, whatnot. But the writing process, discipline for that. Oh, my God. Putting two hours a day to just write. It became easier once you got in the mindset and you're just writing and typing out your ideas and just going to town. Just going for it. And I wrote sober. No... Smoking anything, no inhaling, no drinking, nothing. It's totally clean. Perfect. But I just like, when I was drunk at bars and whatnot or high, I would jot down ideas that I thought were funny and then go back and read them sober and make sure they were funny. (laughs) And some were, some weren't. But having that discipline to write so much. And I'm not good at like grammar, punctuation, spelling. Same. Just to have written 260 pages. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it almost took a year to have this first round of things done. Yeah. But it was cool. I was at home last week when I wrote the last sentence. 
and it just brought a tear to me. It, it brought a tear. Yeah. I just can't. It pulled the whole thing together. In my head, the book is like a stand-up comedy special. Love it. And the last sentence kind of like just loops it all, encompasses life without a Range Rover. Yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. I hope everyone likes it. There's some parts I'm nervous for, for people to read, but like a lot of things were changed. So hopefully it just yeah. does well and it's well received. I would like a signed copy. Yes! So are you planning on like having it at a local bookstore or a launch party? I want like Barnes and Noble to Barnes pick it up and Amazon and I don't even know what's a bigger corporation, Chrysler? Someone to pick it up, yeah. or even Land Rover. Because <laughs> yeah. it's called Art With That One. Yeah. Uh, just like, it's a, I would love to go on a book tour. Like, it's my baby. Yeah. I can't believe I even wrote one. And I love the whole process, so I want it to be celebrated. And I would love to go on a book tour. And like, one of my good friends was like, you should do... Papa, or like your book tour should take place in Chili's. Because I love a Chili's. I was just about to say that. I love a Chili's, baby girl. You love Chili's. I love Chili's. I go to Philadelphia to go to Chili's. So, uh, the Verizona Bridge is right here. So it's like, we are literally get on the Verizona Bridge, (laughs) head over to Philly. But I want to talk about that. Explain Chili's to me. Chili's, I don't know where it all stemmed from, yeah. all stemmed or stems, whatever the word is. Um, but I just love Chili's, like the ambiance. I love the chips and salsa. The service is always well. I don't know. I love a Chili's. And last year for Christmas, they sent me a gift box. I won. So I don't know how or why or. Well, I do. I dated it. They followed me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But that was after... Chili's follows Chili's me. follows me on Instagram. And... I love it. Love somehow it. along the way... Oh, they did something on Instagram. A um, contest to win a limited edition holiday sweater. So, I... It quickly DM'd them and was like, I want that for free. Hello. Quickly, they go, what's yeah. your address? Overnighted a swag bag for me. I got the sweater, a swell water bottle with their logo on it. Yeah. And a $100 gift certificate. <laughs> I know. And then, months later, I won another Chili's contest. Oh, it wasn't a contest. Someone wrote on my, or somebody's... Instagram page. It might have been like Katie Kirk's or something. <laughs> Which, random... But I wrote something and then some other random Instagram account commented and goes, or asked me what would be a biggest hope or dream, something exciting to happen or moment or anything. I don't forgot what it was, but I replied back. I was like, I would just love and enjoy the moment to have Aperol spritzes with Katie Couric Sitting inside of a Chili's, sharing a basket of chips and salsa. Uh, Chili's loved it. Sent me another $100 gift card. <laughs> yes. Via email this time. I love 
But I'm like, now I'm just saving up to buy a franchise with their own money. <laughs> I love it. I lo- is, is that one of your goals to own? No, but I would, depending on who the owns Chili's. I really I'd wanted you to them. say yes. Like, I was like, really, just say yes. Well, I go, we circle back. I don't need to own it because that's a lot of responsibility. True. But if someone else owns it and I'll date you, you can run it. But yeah. I'm going to sit belly up to that bar all the time. And I'm going to eat that chips and salsa <laughs> by the barrels. I, I feel like I need to just go back and re-experience Chili's. Cause I mean everyone should. Yeah, I ate I ate there once. The food wasn't bad. No, it's all fresh, and I, you can make it vegan. Ooh. I think I don't know. I, I know you can make it vegetarian. <laughs> don't quote me on that, vegans. <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't do it yet. <laughs> we gotta fact check it. We gotta fact check, but I know they have a black bean burger. Yeah. But so shout out to Chili's. I think I'm. Chili's is in the book, I'm pretty sure. I like it. Chili's is in the book? I think it's mentioned. Good. A couple times. <laughs> that one time I was sitting in Chili's. That one time I was sitting in Chili's. Chili's. So I loved how we talked about your acting career and how you kind of stumbled upon it just because, like, okay, you need to, because you need to survive mm-hmm. and pay your bills and then being able to write a book about you and about your experiences, which um, which I think is great because people want to hear like true stories and especially living in New York City, I think we all have like very interesting stories. Yeah. But before, like before all of like the acting and the book writing came to be and being this brand ambassador for an awesome company, what jobs were you doing prior to those things that led you into like, no, I need to be doing something else? Oh gosh, everything. It's. I'll be vague about it because there is a chapter in the book. Okay. However, I call it flaccid labor. Okay. So it's like limp. No, nothing special. Yeah. But I would say well, my first job I had, it was at a country club in Kansas. I was in the snack bar and that transpired into another country club. And somehow I got a job at a furniture store. I don't know. I just wasn't good at a lot of things. Honestly. Like, I didn't go to college. Yeah. I tried. Wasn't good. So I gave up and just like, meow. Plus, I got a job as the brand ambassador for the perfume company, so and, and they were paying me quite a bit of money. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, piss on this! I don't care to do this." Then just other jobs. I just, I just not good. I'm not good at a lot of things because I have a hard time following rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, once my mother's best friend, one of them, she runs an HR department for a gigantic corporation. To my face, called me an HR nightmare. <laughs> what because is an I have HR such issues nightmare? with, I don't know, like, so working here in New York City, I've been banned from Macy's twice. I don't even work for me. I didn't work for Macy's. Yeah. I work for the skincare. Right. Banned twice. I'm a Hall of Famer. Once for having white soles on my shoes. The second time, 
for... No, that was the second time. The first time was not engaging customers often. Not smiling enough on the aisles. Huh. See, like for me, walking through Macy's, I don't want perfume to be sprayed in my face. Nobody does. So it's like when I see a brand that I like and I gravitate to it, I'm not... I'm not, I'm grabbing it, I'm gravitating to it because I'm genuinely just interested in it. Not because someone is like, yes. Like, <laughs> no, like, that makes me want to run the other way. Yeah, That's every so time. Horrible. So, really but, big. you know, I don't know, just so many jobs. I don't know. Everything was a door opening. Mm -hmm. And I just walked through them. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Not knowing ever. I Honestly, blindfolded, jumping in, head first. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. So, on my last podcast, um, the one that just came out on Monday, it's actually with me and my boyfriend. Yeah. So, you have to listen to it. <laughs> but I, I think you could probably... I feel like you'll probably relate to it a little bit. Um, even though he's in computer science and we're in this more like... Entertainment. The we're in the, like an entertainment world, so it's completely different. But what he does say on the podcast, and um, Steve Jobs actually said this. Um, there's a speech that Steve Jobs did for Stanford University, and it was all about connecting the dots. So basically what he's saying is that you could start at one job, or do one activity or have one hobby or whatever it is and later on down the line you could possibly use something that you learned like 10 years ago like in yeah. the present and that's connecting the dots yes i so, love it yeah so it's kind of like maybe like all those jobs didn't work out but there's probably something you learned from it and it probably yeah. led you to to where you are right now and yes 100 percent. i think yeah the whole book, the book's journey is my journey. Yeah. And it's like everything was a stepping stone to get me to where I am now. Love that. And I think that's how everyone, that's everyone's life individually. I love that. And I just happened to write a book about it. Amazing. Ha! <laughs> See, and that goes like hand in hand with my podcast because my podcast is all about like the journey yeah. towards like finding your path. And now you have a book about it. Uh, so Kyle I feel like I didn't call you Kyle this entire podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's okay so darn it your book isn't out yet I was gonna say like oh so where should we expect to find your book I don't know we'll yeah. have to have another podcast I guess yeah. once it comes something yeah I, I'm rooting for you and you get your sign your signed book you get back the edited version of your book in a month yeah and after and then you so then after you get back that edited version you give the final okay i give the final okay i'm the boss you're the boss did you already do like cover art for it and all of that no okay i will if it gets there it gets there. That's where the fun part comes in, right? I'm just more worried about having a product to present to agents. Amazing. So that way we can hopefully someone picks it up. And that way we hopefully s s give a big house, a big yeah. publishing house, 
a good product. Yeah. Working in retail, honey, I'm all about a good product. Of course. Ooh. And you gotta sell it because it's yours. You gotta sell it, baby girl. Like, I wanna hit the bestseller list. And I, I think you will. And when you do, we're gonna have Kyle back on this podcast. Yes, I would love to come back. I'll be fabulous. Yes. And you're gonna tell us like where to get your book. Um, for people who want to connect with you now, how would they be able to like connect with you? Instagram is probably the only way. I don't have a Facebook or Twitter. So we're gonna link Kyle in his bio. Ah. You guys could follow Kyle and his journey and just. I'm sure you're going to post on We'll Instagram. see what happens. I yeah. mean, I'm going to Europe next week for two weeks. He's going to be gone for two weeks. I'm already this writing out of the book. Ooh. I know. Is it a part two? We'll see what happens. We'll see, girl. We'll see. doesn't reveal anything. This is an absolute secret. <laughs> Kyle, um, so my, my very last thing to ask you, which I ask a lot of guests, is... For someone who's trying to figure out their path, what advice would you give to them? Keep your keep your head up, keep smiling, don't give up, don't do whatever your path is. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a big actor, the best secretary Goldman Sachs has ever had, mm-hmm. whatever your want in your life, whatever you want in your life. Do it the best. Do it with a smile and know that someone else is probably having a worse day than you. Love it. So keep your head up all the time. Just embrace, embrace, embrace and be yourself and love. I love it. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm like, that leads to a whole new, like a whole (laughs) other topic right off the bat. It's just kind of like, you know, sometimes we take ourselves for granted and we're not like grateful. We're not grateful for the luxuries that we have. It might be small luxuries, but there's like a roof over our head and food in the fridge or like whatever it is, or wine. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, you know, there are people who are out there who might not know their path yet or or struggling in some way or form. So it's kind of just like, okay, you have to Stay on the up and up. Stay on your up. Be, be you. Positive. Love you. Exactly. And make yourself happy. You have to make yourself happy. At least 90%. Yes. At least 90%. Yes. Should I up it a little bit like 95%? 99%. 99%. And then leave that one extra percent. This 1% percent. I hate my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I got big old ankles. Oh, man. Kyle, thank you so much for being part of my podcast. Thank you for having me. I love that. This is so fun. It was awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Tea Time with Tea. And I will check you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.